Canadians are growing more supportive of the oil and gas sector due to Russia's Ukraine war and the subsequent energy crisis, says a new poll. However, this poll conducted by Ipsos for Global found that while Canadians want our government to help Europe in its energy crisis, well, we're kind of split on the path forward when it comes to global energy sources. Here to talk more about this very new poll commissioned by Global is Gregory Jack. Mr. Jack is a vice president with Ipsos, the polling people. Gregory Jack, good morning and welcome. Good morning. It's good to have you with us. This is a very timely uh, poll because, of course, uh, with the, the, the winter approaching in Europe, Europeans are uh, already starting to panic and looking for support from uh, allies like Canada, and Canadians are beginning to pick up on this angst coming from Europe. But we're not at all settled, are we, Gregory, on how to resolve that problem? No, we're not. And we do see a population that is engaging more on energy issues, for sure, particularly oil and natural gas, uh, due to the, the increased media coverage of, of the energy crisis in, in Europe and the war in Ukraine. Canadians are supportive of us supporting our allies over in Europe, uh, by and large. Mm-hmm. But they also want to see some action on, uh, on climate change continue. And, and they really want to have it both ways. They want Canada to be supporting our allies. But they also want to see us continue to transition off of fossil fuels in some cases uh, and take action on climate change, which they consider to be important. So that sounds like a circle that's difficult to square or vice versa. So how did it break down, Gregory? Because those are two uh, laudable goals, but almost at odds with each other. Absolutely. And, and, you know, as you say, it is a bit of a difficult uh, circle to square. Um, You know, we found when we asked people whether or not they wanted to support our allies in Europe, um, 45% said that it's more important right now than, than fighting climate change. So that leaves, you know, 55% who are disagreeing with that. Mm-hmm. We also found 52% of Canadians saying that, you know, climate change is an emergency that has to be dealt with right now. So it is a split population. And, and sometimes, you know, uh, you hear people saying that they, they want to have their cake, they need it too. And I think that this is one of those situations where, uh, where Canadians want both. We also saw some interesting demographic breaks, for example, older Canadians and men, more supportive of helping our allies in Europe and, and of the oil and natural gas industry overall. Mm-hmm. Younger Canadians and women uh, more more worried about climate change and doing something about that at this time. Interesting stuff. Now, were there were there regional, noticeable regional differences as well, Gregory, in terms of Atlantic Canadians or British Columbians or Quebecers or anything be more or less on side with general sentiment? We didn't see huge, uh, significant regional variations, although we did find, as, as we typically do, uh, Quebecers were a little bit less supportive of, uh, of the oil and natural gas industry. And, you know, in British Columbia, certainly in, in parts of British Columbia, there was a little bit more support. And Albertans and people in Saskatchewan, as, as we typically find in our polls, uh, were a little bit more supportive. But those, those differences, I think are expected and we find them in most polls. I don't think that they are uh, issue specific in this case. Right. We just had a great conversation with Greg Davignon, the president of the BC Business Council a few minutes ago, and he was talking about a port of the future, which is what he wants Vancouver to become in line with all of the other major West Coast cities. And that would involve uh, a gas station essentially down the road, Gregory, for uh, the ships of the future, which are all going to be eventually powered by LNG. And if we're going to receive these ships and their cargo here on the west coast of Canada, we ought to be able to gas them up and send them back with Canadian goods going back home. We don't have that capability right now, and and yet it's being privately funded, and there appears to be growing support for it. Is that growing support reflective of your findings in the poll? I would say that there is uh, 
a lot of people who are looking back over the last 10 years, especially on the liquefied natural gas issue that you bring up, and, you know, feeling as if we might have missed our opportunity over the last 10 years to build some of that infrastructure. You might have seen uh, back in August, the German chancellor was over here. Sure, and yeah. The prime minister. And, uh, and he said, you know, we could really use your, your product, Canada. We could really use your natural gas. And, of course, the prime minister said, well, you know, we, we don't really see the market for that. Uh, and and they, they announced uh, a green hydrogen export uh, plan for the East Coast. But I know in B.C. there has been lots of talk about building liquefied natural gas export terminals. And I know over the last decade it's been very hard to get that infrastructure built. So I think that our numbers suggest, and, uh, and other polls that I've seen, Canadians are starting to tune into this issue more because of the media coverage. And we're going to see this as a, an ongoing discussion and debate we're going to have over the next number of years. Interesting stuff, Gregory. And when, when the Prime Minister uh, spoke with the, the Chancellor of Germany, uh, Mr. Schultz, when he came over here requesting some LNG and Trudeau turned it into hydrogen, which the Germ- which we don't have, and which the Germans uh, would appear to try to be interested and grateful about, uh, the, the Prime Minister bluntly said there's no business case for Canadian LNG exports to Europe. Millions of Canadians gasped and disagreed on the spot. That must have been no worthy absolutely i you know there were a lot of people who questioned the prime minister's uh conclusion on that i'm sure that your previous guest might have been one of them and we have heard uh lots of business council leaders talk about the opportunity for canada talk about how we can use our oil and natural gas to not only help europe but help canada's economy sure but as you say the prime minister you know uh, promising green hydrogen which of course can be can be produced in a lot of ways hydrogen can also be produced from natural gas Mm -hmm. um Blue hydrogen, which I think you'd find out west uh, in Alberta and in the western provinces, is, is kind of where some of the producers want to go. They want to produce this, this hydrogen, which at the end of the day is, is, is hydrogen, but they want to produce it using our existing natural gas resources. So some real east-west divides on this where, uh, where we're going to see this going in the future. Interesting. You were talking about B.C. and Alberta, both of which produce coal, Gregory, and export it to right here at Rod- Rogers- Roberts Bank in Vancouver. Uh, what did your poll find out about Canadian sentiments vis-a-vis coal? Well, not surprising. We did see less support for, for coal uh, than other sources of energy. Sure. It was, it was among the lower, uh, you know, we asked a, a number of uh, sources of energy and support for them. And it was among the lower supported types of energy around, you know, the same place as nuclear, which I think uh, really has gone through a, a difficult period um, in terms of people being afraid of nuclear as, a, as, a, as an energy source. But what we found was support for uh, renewable energy was only 10 points higher than support for natural gas. And so, as I said, when we started, you know, Canadians do want to see action on climate change. They do want to see some sort of uh, move towards renewables. But right now, they also support things like natural gas uh, being produced and, uh, and helping our allies in Europe. Uh, do you think if Europe has the kind of winter many of us, Gregory, are apprehensive they will, which is, you know, limited resources, turning down the thermostats, wear sweaters, wherever, this kind of, this will play back to the bounce back to North America, particularly Canada, as they watch our, our allies in Europe have a dreadful winter. Do you think this is going to affect our numbers uh, in terms of sentiment vis-a-vis exporting our uh, natural resources. I definitely think that if, if, if this continues and in Europe has that kind of winter, this is going to continue to be a conversation and you're going to have more debate, more dialogue about energy, uh, not only in Canada, but, but uh, you know, across the pond as we go forward. I think we're at a real tipping point, a real seminal point on the energy debate. And you can't solve climate change without energy. It's one of the main um, things that have to be, you know, those groups have to be engaged. Absolutely. And you are going to see, you're going to see people talking more about this 
uh, for sure going forward uh, if if Europe has the, the kind of winner that, that as you say we're we're expecting. And obviously, you know, just next door to you guys, uh, Alberta's going to have a new premier on Tuesday. Daniel Smith has been very pro oil and natural gas. Uh, Alberta's already kind of in that place. There's going to be an election in Alberta in May where uh, Mrs. Smith is going to face off against Rachel Notley and very different visions of the energy future between those two uh, candidates for premier in Alberta. Absolutely. And, of course, this conversation is actually just beginning because winter has just started. Uh, Greg, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks very so much for uh, taking a moment out of your Thanksgiving weekend to bring us up to date on the latest Canadian sentiment. My pleasure. Have a great day and happy Thanksgiving. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.